Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you as always is Tyler. Tyler, this is a big episode. This is episode 23. And as you said right before we started recording, this is the Michael Jordan episode. He's the GOAT. I mean, be be like Mike. Is is there a better commercial song ever? Whoever came up like with that Mike. is living on an island somewhere just raking in their millions. It's untelling how much they made off that. I mean, really, they made a ton of money. As they very well should have. It's, Absolutely. I, sometimes I'll just catch myself singing it sometimes for no apparent reason. Just, like Mike. What? So when you're when you're like fixing your kids' food in the morning or breakfast, and you're fixing those pancakes, you're like, sometimes I drink it. <laughs> that he is me, and you're just flipping away, and you're going to town. Is that what you're telling me you do? Yeah, I, I, I get in I get in MJ mode, you know, with the kids. You get in MJ mode. Yeah. That's really exciting. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, as per usual. We're coming off our championship game in the food bracket, which was an overwhelming success. I think we had a lot of input from fans of the website, the show, and everything in between, and Chick-fil-A was able to pull it off. So we're coming down from that, Tyler. That was a biggie. That was a big high, yep. I mean, I was sweating bullets. I went and had Chick-fil-A twice this week just to celebrate. I did. You waited out the line, huh? I did. I waited out the line, and it was worth it. It's good. I I understand why they won. I have no problems with them winning, and that's okay. Um, Anything going on this week at all? I gotta move this mic. This is driving me crazy. Tyler, do you mind? Okay. Yeah, just take your time. I'm sure everybody can wait. Yeah, this is great. Just no. let us know when you're ready. <laughs> this would have been great if I would have done this before we started recording, but <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. Show prep. Who it's needs show prep. It? Whatever. Uh, so, what's going on this week, man? Anything exciting? Uh, well, the Cleveland Browns won a football game this week, so that was very exciting. Beat the Bengals on Thursday night football, so I am on a uh, emotional high at the moment. So we are one and one. Looking forward to two and one next week. So you're telling me there's going to be a streak, a win streak, because you have to win more than one for it to be a streak. Well, yeah, I think three constitutes a streak. I think you you win one game, that's nice. One game's a fluke, and then then you get two in a row, and then once you hit three, that's what's known as a winning streak. I think Uh, it doesn't happen that often in Cleveland, but it has (laughs) happened before. I think we need to educate the Cleveland Browns fan base on what a streak is. I think that breakdown (laughs) was actually pretty helpful to them because it's really an unknown for that audience. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was an exciting moment, uh, a, a rare victory for the Browns, and maybe this will turn turn things around. Yeah, this this was what it took to turn that franchise around. It's only been they've only been operational for twenty two years. This this game right here is the one that's going to turn them around. I'm sure they'll keep their head coach another year. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that that was a, a lot of sarcasm Tyler. i painted on thick i was like bob ross painting it on right there okay that was pretty thick yeah well thank you once again for bringing me down brandon i appreciate that <laughs> i was very excited uh i also uh as i told you last week i started you know gambling on some football games i went one for five last week i was one for four this week so i'm now two for nine on my college and nfl picks I, i'm convinced that if we just Got our wheel out and spun it <laughs> and landed on winners that it would do better than me at, at trying to pick games. I, I don't know how people do gambling professionally because I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I, it's, I, Tyler, I don't know. Does, I, mean, I bet does, we could bring your kids down or, or your wife down and let them pick games and they would do better than me. <laughs> it sounds like I don't know how you could get any worse. <laughs> I mean, like a trained monkey could probably get like one. Out, I'm not calling you less than a trained monkey, Tyler. But just statistically speaking, you and I both had statistics classes. Who would you, you, would, you would think, okay, you start out this way, it's probably going to swing the other direction. So you keep playing until you hit that proverbial streak like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. See? 
See, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, exactly. I like it. So, I mean, you just got to keep playing until you hit your streak, man. That's all it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I have a statistics joke. Would you like to hear a statistics joke? I'm riveted, yes. <laughs> so, three statisticians went duck hunting one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, first statistician sees a duck, pulls out his gun, shoots him, bullet goes over top of the duck's head. Second statistician takes his shot. It goes under the duck's head. Third statistician says, we got him. Oh, jeez. What is wrong with you, Tyler? Because it averaged out. You see, that's the the joke. So they hit it because one was above and one was below. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'll be here all night. Maybe we should just go ahead and shut it off right now. I I think we're five minutes in. I think people would forgive us if we just said, you know what, maybe next week we'll be better. This Bardstown bourbon is just really good. I know I said that last week. What's been going on with you, man? Well, speaking of bourbon, I'll be honest with you. I had never had this before. This is BSB. You can hear the ice clanking if you're listening to us on audio. BSB 103, and it is a brown sugar bourbon. Brown sugar. Hmm. How come you taste so good? (laughs) I think the Rolling Stones said that, right? Um I mean, it tastes literally like brown sugar. It's really strange. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but it's it's interesting. Other than that, that's it. That's that's all, <laughs> all that's going on, huh? Well, I mean, I'm still teaching the kids at school, mm-hmm. um, you know, three extra hours a day. And, of course, I've got all the time in the world to do that, so that's not a problem at all. Um, you know, we got our Halloween decorations out. My kids wanted to get them out right I now. I saw that. That, that. You you are all into Halloween. You're, I, I saw a skeleton buried in your front yard. I mean, it just looked like Halloween town outside. Oh, shoot, your... you saw a skeleton. I, <laughs> I dug it deeper than that. See, a little Halloween humor there. Uh, <laughs> very yeah, little. Yes, yeah, very little. Uh, yeah, so we got all that stuff out. It's a little early, but my kids were like, Daddy, it's a nice day outside. We want to put all our stuff up. And I was like, eh, okay, whatever. We'll just get it out of the way. It'll be fine. I like it. I, I love Halloween. I'm excited for Halloween. We went to the one of the pumpkin patches today. One of the orchards mm, picked nice. out kids picked out some pumpkins. So I'm I'm in Halloween fall mode now. That's awesome. And we're going to talk a little bit about Halloween. I think later on in the show, for uh, particularly trick or treating, right? Yes. Yep. We've got some updates. We have updates. We've got news. We've got you know Supreme Court justices and all that rigmarole going on. There's a lot of news going on with that. But let's be honest, Tyler. We are a sports show. At our core, yes. You yourself have a UK Wildcat sweatshirt on. We do sports here, and we're going to start out with some sports. Because we are one week uh, away. Oh my God, I'm so excited. From seeing our Cates take the field at Auburn, to take on the Auburn Tigers, first game of the season. The line came out this week. Auburn is an eight and a half point favorite. Now, Brandon, I, I believe when we made our predictions, you have us winning this game, right? I mean, how could we not? How could we not? I think we've been set up for this year for a long time. Last year, somehow we limped to win through. We limped through to win all those games. We should not have won that many games. I don't know how we did it. It was a crazy year, but we made it through. We have got the lines on both sides, offense and defensive line, secondary as deep as we've probably ever had. Uh, Terry touchdown is back behind center. And we've got a young wide receiver core that I think is ready to break out. They didn't get a chance to do it last year, but I tell you what they did do. They practiced a lot of blocking. (laughs) And I think that's actually going to pay off. To be honest with you, I think it's going to pay off uh, in the overall scheme. I mean, these guys are are seasoned in the block game, and I think they're ready to run wild when we get ready to play the games. I'm excited to see what we have. We're deep at a lot of different positions. It's the best spot that UK football has been in to start a season in a long time. I can't wait for it to get started. 
And this this is the first time we are ranked going into our first game. I think maybe since the late seventies. I think I saw somewhere today when disco was popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not right, is it? It probably is. So that that's I mean so that, that's something I mean that to get us excited about. We're we're ranked. Both teams will be ranked going into the game. Um, and that's going to be the story with a lot of our games this year. Hopefully, I hopefully. think we'll be ranked, and we're playing like five of our. 10 matchups are against the top 25. That's good and bad. We're going to see what we're made of, but man, what a tough schedule. It, it is brutal. And we also talked about, I think last week, Auburn had a lot of players uh, test positive for the coronavirus. Apparently most of those uh, are now cleared to play. So it looks like Auburn is going to be, for the most part, at full strength when they take on the Cats on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So of course we we knew that would happen. That, that's Kentucky's luck. Every team always miraculously gets healthy and recovered just in time for us. The only thing that makes me really nervous is the chance that Auburn plays their backup quarterback, Tyler. Well, do you know who their starting quarterback is? Well, why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's, Cam Newton is a uh, a uh, uh, Bo Nix. Is yeah. that his name? Bo Nix. Yes. No, I don't know. I think that I think it's I think that's his name. Okay, we'll I go may just that. be thinking of Bo Jackson, but I think it's Bo Nix. <laughs> we should do an Auburn football breakdown where we break down Bo Jackson <laughs> and how we're going to stop him. That would be great. Yeah, we could we could do that. Well, we could. We'll see how it goes. I I don't know. I just feel good about the season, all the recruiting that we've been doing. Everything feels like it's coming together for this special season, and the fact that it is ten SEC games, I think, is even better. Some people look at it as oh my goodness, we're going to get the crap knocked out of us. But every team is, okay? We're going to go through our injuries. Every team is going to go through their injuries. The SEC is where real football happens. We know that. And you're going to see what you're made of. And, you know, five years ago, I would have been absolutely petrified of this schedule. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, geez, they're screwing us again. You'd be looking at uh, 0-10 or 1-9. Yeah, it's like, oh, Kentucky curse. You know, we're going to lose again. We're over that now. We're over the hump. And you don't really know what's going to happen till game day, right? We could get two days before the game and somebody have a positive test. That's something that we're going to have to deal with all season long. But you got to go with the information you have. The information as it stands today, I feel really good about where we're at overall on all sides of the ball. So you feel good if if, if someone were to make a wager on this game, you would feel good taking the Cats plus eight and a half points. I tell you what I'd feel good doing. You tell me what you're betting and I'll bet the opposite. Um, so we can, so, I so like maybe that. I should just bet Auburn on this one then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's my strategy. Tyler. <laughs> Whatever you do, I will do the opposite based on your current history of betting. Okay. That's, that's probably a great idea. Uh, it is a fantastic. Maybe I'll just vote or maybe I'll, uh, you know, bet on every team that we play this year to win. And then we'll, we'll go 10 and zero. that's true. That's true. I don't doubt it, Tyler. Your your history of betting is pretty poor at it the moment. Horrendous. Maybe it'll turn around though. Maybe yeah. it'll turn around. Yeah, we'll I'm, I'm due. Uh, who's who's your player of the game? Who do, who do you think ends up being the the star oh, of this game? Gosh, part of me wants to. The easy pick, I think, would be Terry Wilson. Right? He he's coming back. I think they're going to want to make him look as good as possible. The other part of me wants to say the entire offensive line. Yeah, but that you know that's an that's another one. But for me, I think. Probably Josh Ali at the wide receiver position is going to break out. He, even last season, when we struggled to even make a pass attempt, he still showed signs that he can break out, and I think he's ready to do it. Um, I think they'll put uh, plays in place for him and Terry to work well together and get some stuff done. I really like what I saw from him last year. Even though he didn't catch a lot of passes, uh, good blocker, fast, 
and he caught the pass from Lynn Bowden. Uh, you know, at the end of the bowl yep. game. So Virginia I mean, Tech. Yep. I mean, he's on a roll right now, as far as I'm concerned. And I would love to see him break out. We really need a breakout receiver. I'm going to go with Ali. Um, I, I think that's a good pick. I, I could easily see him catching a touchdown or two mm-hmm. in this game. I'm going to go. I, I think this is going to be a ground and pound game. With, with it being Terry's first game back, I think UK might pull in the reins a little bit. Just you know. Give him some short, easy throws mm-hmm. to ease him back into his first game. I think this is going to be a heavy run game from the Cats. We know Stoops loves to run the ball. Uh, so I'm going to go, this is going to be a big A.J. Rose game. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm a gonna... kiss from a rose on the... <laughs> right? Was that Seal? Yeah, that was Seal. That was from that bat... god-awful Batman movie. It was, it? but that was a big song. So yeah, I mean, A.J. Rose is... And we've got a great stable of running backs. We do. It could be any of them. We've got three or four guys that could... That could all run wild. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think if Ali's going to have a breakout game, like you said, um, you know, I mentioned they're going to try to probably run plays to get Terry and him comfortable. It's going to be up to him to make some yards after the catch, use his speed once he catches the ball to do something with it. But I think he's going to have his opportunities. And I tell you what, if he is a breakout player and A.J. Rose is a breakout player, we'll have a great game. I agree. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's going to be a good day for us. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but anyway, Saturday at noon... Cannot wait. This is what we've been waiting six months for since everything got shut down to finally see some Kentucky football. What a beautiful day. I cannot wait. Moving on, we've got some big NBA news. Brandon, I don't know if you've been watching the NBA playoffs, but it is just filled with former cats. We've got Jamal Murray and Anthony Davis and Rajon Rondo in the Western Conference Finals. (laughs) In the Eastern Conference Finals, we've got Ennis Cantor on the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. For the every team has a former cat on its roster, so a former cat is going to win a title. And not just bench players; these are like main players in all of exactly. these teams. These aren't just scrub players; these are the real deal players. But what I wanted to talk about for this show, and I, I, I think we're going to put the video up if you're watching mm-hmm. watching us on YouTube. And if you haven't been watching us on YouTube, check us out. If you want to see, you know. Just, just what we look like if you just listen to us on audio. We probably look different than what you picture. But we also put some pictures behind us. We've put some videos of different things we're talking mm-hmm. about. So check us out on video if you haven't. But we're going to put this block by Bam Adebayo up. Yeah, let me pull can, it up, can you, can you pull that up? Because I, I, I need to relive it for just a moment. Uh, while you're pulling that up, let me just kind of set the scene. This was at the end. is game one, right? Yep, game one. Game one, Eastern Conference Finals. Miami is clinging to a two-point lead, 12 seconds left to go, and Jason Tatum, the star for the Celtics, the former Dookie, is going (laughs) to attempt to drive to the basket, and Bam Adebayo is just going to say, no, sir. No soup for you. No soup for you. (laughs) I want to pull this up. All right, let's let's play this. All right, so they're getting ready to inbounds the ball right now. Butler and Derek Jones back in defensively. So... Tatum out front. And he's got it spread. Buck at seven. Perfect. Position. Working against Butler. Got downhill. Couldn't punch it. Oh, oh, it. oh, oh I love gosh. it. Oh, Sky high with the block that is a and grown rejection. Man right there. That's why he's NBA he All Defensive team. For sure. Even Taco Fall right there was like, you know, even from up Bam here, he could see. You know, he, had, he had probably the best view of anybody on because he's like 10 feet tall. Look at this. Yeah, I mean, Tatum went up strong, man. He, he wasn't just wow. going 
you know, to lay this in. He was going to try to put an exclamation point on this dunk. But but look at look at his hand when he blocks the ball. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 90, it's 90 degree angle. His hand. Yeah, he's like one of those people at a fancy restaurant with you know carrying the. Your your dinner to you just on a big plate. They, they got <laughs> like thirteen plates on there. A block for you, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, Mister Tatum, your block has arrived. Um, yeah, that was amazing, absolutely amazing. I mean, he, both he and Hero are way ahead of schedule, in my opinion, for the Miami Heat. I think when they drafted these guys, they had a vision for like three years down the road, getting maybe to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're there right now, and they're playing very well. And bam, that block is one of the best blocks I have ever seen. At any level of sports, wow, it was it was crazy. I put it up there with the Tayshawn Prince against the Pacers, yes, Pistons against the Pacers, and LeBron James against Golden State. I think two years ago, yes, that one freaked me out too. It's right up there, man. I just because of the gravity defying, physics defying, <laughs> the fact that his wrist didn't snap and break, right? That doesn't make any sense. His hand is like this. The guy is or Tatum is putting some force behind. Oh, that absolutely, crazy. Now, have have there been any? Have we ever had a UK game that you can think of that just ended on a huge defensive play like that? Are, are there are there any that come to mind? The one that comes to mind, um, Anthony Davis, UNC UK. They get oh, the ball. That's a good one. Yeah, and they and they. Uh, what was the player for North Carolina? Henson. Yeah, Don Henson. And Henson is a tall dude. Yeah, okay? I mean, he's probably six ten. Yeah, the ball gets. Uh, I don't know if it was hit out to him, like deflected out or passed out. But he gets it, and he has space to take the shot, thinking there's no way in heck he's going to get blocked. And this is before we really know, knew who Anthony Davis was. Mm-hmm. Well, we learned after that block that he can make up ground like just about, like nobody can. It was crazy. He went up, blocked the shot, then, of course, threw it out to Teague, and, the t- and uh, time ran out. That's probably the last one that was that big that I remember. Yeah, if you remember, the, there was still maybe six or seven seconds left after he blocked it. And North Carolina had time to foul, but I think they were just all standing there in, in disbelief and shock. <laughs> like you, if you watch them, like they have time to foul and extend the game, but they all just stand there like, "What in the heck? How in the world did he block that?" Somebody think, blocked John Henson's jump shot. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, that, that, that's that's a really good one. Uh, I, I was trying to think of some, you know, you, you always remember all the buzzer beaters, but defensive stands at the end. Um, uh, the the first one that came to my mind actually was was Bam when he had the block against Wichita State in the second round of the turn. He he blocked a three point attempt. Uh huh. Was the, it by Fred play. Van Fleet? I don't remember who it was. It might have been. Yeah, he had the block. That was big. Bam is just a baller, man. He shows up when it's time. He's just nails it every it, time. Yeah, I mean, but him and Hero. Hero's what nineteen years old, twenty years old. Yes. I mean, you've got two dudes that are just kids. That are out there dominating the Eastern Conference and are two games away from being in the NBA Finals. I mean, I, I am I've become a huge Miami fan watching the playoffs. If you have not watched them, they are just fun. I mean, he, Hero is just pulling up from all over the floor, hitting shots like he's Steph Curry. Just <laughs> it's crazy. Just really fun team to watch. I I'm all in. I'm I'm buying some Miami gear. I'll probably have some Miami gear to wear on the next show. Yeah, and Bam has stepped up a lot. You know, you, you think about how the NBA is played now. It's not played with your traditional, you know, 6-10, you know, back-to-the-basket center and all that kind of stuff. You've got guys throwing up shots like Hero. You've got a big guy, technical term there, in Bam, who's kind of like the Draymond Green was for 
the Warriors, right? He's not the seven foot tall giant that's going to do all these things, but he's mobile. He can do things. He's athletic, and he just plays well for the team. You know, all defensive team player this year in the NBA. He does a lot, man. I think it's only going to get better. They're both so young. It's crazy. Finally, we've got some news on the UK basketball schedule. Some pieces are finally starting to come together on what the season might look like. The news came out this week that UK is going to be hosting what they're calling it, a a bubble or a pod or whatever the the word phrase is that they're using these days. There will be four teams, one being UK, and they'll just kind of play a round-robin style. You know, you, you and I talked to Billy Gillespie early on uh, yep. on this show, mm-hmm. and he proposed a similar idea of having this round-robin type thing with UK, Iona, and Tarleton State. And, uh, is it High Point? And High Point, yeah. Yeah, all former UK coaches, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, so we, we, we could have had that. Imagine if they had done this, you know, because this is what apparently we're going to be doing. We're just going to be doing round-robin with three or four teams, we could have had all the UK coaches come together. It would have been madness. Everybody in the country would have been watching but it. But Tyler, we got something almost as good. Yeah, here's who we got. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. For these heavyweights. Please. We have the Richmond Spiders. I'm scared of spiders. Pretty intimidating so far. It's <laughs> Halloween time. Okay. Yeah, I guess that is fitting mm-hmm. for Halloween. Yeah. We have the Detroit Mercy. Is that a WNBA team? Uh, no, that is where Brad Calipari is now playing, which oh. is probably how this game ended up happening. Okay. So we'll get to see the return of Brad Calipari. And then we have the Hartford... Uh, I don't know what the... Har- <laughs> the, the Hartford Canucks. Is that the one? <laughs> is that, okay, I think you tried to pull a hockey reference, but I don't know that it's the Hartford Canucks. It might be. Do you know or Do you know for a fact they're not like the Canucks? I thought it was like the Hartford Whalers or something. Hartford. Oh, yeah, Hartford Whalers, yeah. Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> yeah. Hartford Whalers, well. Stay tuned for our upcoming <laughs> hockey uh, segments. You're really going to want to stay <laughs> tuned in for these deep dives. Absolutely. We will really break it down. <laughs> nice work, Tyler. Thank you. That's that's what I'm here for. That's That's why people tune in. So you're telling me that instead of getting all the former UK coaches, we get three teams that I could care less about. That is correct, sir. We had an opportunity to redo this schedule. I mean, we could have even, we could, you could have done like Eastern Moorhead Louisville. You could have had all local Kentucky. I would have been much more excited about us doing that. Instead, we get Hartford, Detroit, and Richmond. So somehow what was already a crappy non-conference schedule has actually somehow been made worse. (laughs) Our non-conference schedule is always terrible. I had high hopes that they would schedule some good teams. Because this is your opportunity. You have a chance to do it. This year, with it being so unique. Exactly. This is your time. Yeah, we could have brought in Louisville, Ohio State, Cincinnati. I mean, all these teams locally that we don't always play. Yeah, it's like Eminem said. You know, you get one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> and what do we do? We go out and book Richmond. Yeah, we, we get vomit on our sweater with mom's, mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah. yeah, that's a real shame. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I can't believe that we keep doing this over and over. And eventually people are going to stop going to the games. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Attendance, there were still seats left in Rupp Arena last year and the year before that. And somehow, you know, to appease all those people that say we should play better teams, well, we created a bubble. But the bubble has done popped, and it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks, man. Who cares? I don't care if Fred's on the other team. You know, do something for the fans. Do something for your season ticket holders. Jeez, I mean, this is pathetic. It's pathetic, but 
you know, I don't expect much more at this point. Yeah, it it kind of kind of is it is what it is. Oh god. At this point. Yeah, it's sad. Uh so we're going to come back here uh segment 2. We've got some more f- stuff to talk about. We've got the 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 big news over the weekend with Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about that. We want to talk about uh, s- some headlines made by our high school athletics commissioner coming up soon. So we got a lot of things to still talk about. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Segment two, Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. As always, check us out on Twitter at LexBuds and visit us on our website, LexBuds.com. We have a lot of cool content on there all the time, including your five big predictions for the UK football season. I mean that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, please please check that out. Um I, I made some pretty bold predictions, including that President Trump would come to a game this year. And but you give reasons for that. Yes, yes. This is, I get. I back them all up with with facts because that's what we do here. Yes, at our core, we are a sports show and fact checkers. Yes, not. So we got some. We got some other headlines. Sorry. There's been a lot of sports this week. We talked about that, but there's been quite a bit that's happened in the last like 48, 72 hours, and uh, you know none of that more important than I guess Mayor Gorton in Lexington. Saying that she doesn't plan on canceling trick or treat Yay. this year. Yes. Man, huge news. Finally, something that's not canceled. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. It, it's it's crazy. You know, I still say there's a lot of time left. Well, you know, and she didn't say she just said Halloween wouldn't be canceled. She didn't say that the format won't be altered or anything like that. I mean, who knows what trick or treating will actually look like. Uh, you know, it may be that, you know, you have to drive up and the kids can't get out of their cars and people have to just throw it from their doorsteps into your window while you drive by or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, like a paper route or something? Yeah. That kind of, that kind of reverse paper route. Yeah. The people oh, try geez. to throw it in your car, throw the candy in your car from their doorstep. I, you know, I mean, Hey, the kids are going to have masks on, so they'll already have face covering. So That's technically true. this should be fairly safe. Um, I'm excited about it. I, you know, you know my feelings about all this stuff, Tyler. I don't want to rehash it for the 50th time on the show, <laughs> but I'm excited to have some sense of normalcy. Again, I wait till a week before something will change. They'll change the guidelines and say we can't do it. But I can tell you what, me and my kids are going out trick or treating. We're coming knocking on your door, so have some candy ready. We're going trick or treating whether they cancel it or not. <laughs> I, I am going. I bought my costume today. I bought our whole family bought costumes. Wait, wait, wait. Today. You have a costume? Yeah. What is your costume? Well, you know, maybe wait and see. Maybe I'll save that for the show. Oh, maybe. maybe we'll do a Halloween special. Oh, I like it. Yeah, see? I Well, now I'm going to have to get a costume now. Well, what if we show up in the same costume? Well, then that's... You may have to tell me what it is. That would be oh. creepy. <laughs> that, that would be very eerie. Uh, but yeah, we bought all of our costumes today. I've got decorations out in the front lawn. We're going full bore on this thing. We are going... I'm going trick-or-treating regardless if it's canceled or not. I'll tell you what, people's minds would really be blown if, like, uh, Andy Bashir came out and said, Christmas is canceled. That, that's what I'm waiting for. I can't wait for people to lose their crap if he comes out and says, you know, it's like, oh, well, Halloween's canceled. Well, that's just candy. Well, Christmas is canceled. You can't go open gifts at people's house. 
can't have more than 10 gifts under the tree because that accumulates too many people. I, I can't wait. It's It's been a wild year. I don't, you know, I expect anything uh, at this point. We'll see how it goes. Can't have more than 10 gifts. Can't have more than 10 gifts because 10 different people could come over. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. I didn't mean to get us off track there. But anyway, I'm excited about Halloween. Yeah, I, I'm as well. You know, my, my kids are just kind of getting to the age where they kind of understand that what Halloween is and to the point where they can kind of look forward to it now and get excited yeah. about it. Whereas before, like, just kind of what what is happening? What are we doing? Why are we walking around to people's houses? Now now they're, they're kind of getting excited about it. So I'm looking forward to Halloween. Is there a better holiday when you're a kid than Halloween? No, there's not. I mean, there's, the best. there is not. And I mean... I remember my. It's funny to watch your kids have these light bulb moments in their head in real time. I remember the first time I took my son, who's now six years old, out trick or treating. I think he was maybe two. Before he kind of knew what to do, he's like, I, I told him, "Go knock on the door and say trick or treat." And he's like, "I don't want to go it." And then he did it, and somebody gave him candy, and he turns around, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is what it is!" And it's like one of those light bulb moments over his head. He's freaking out. And he just jets to every house down the thing. He's like, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat. <laughs> I mean, it is great. You start to learn the houses that give you full-size candy bars versus the ones yes. that give you like a toothbrush and an orange or something or like that. Or the circus peanuts. Those were trash. Oh, God. Nobody hands out circus peanuts. Yeah. I would just use those as a paperweight. <laughs> circus peanuts, are, along with candy corn. Yes, I hate candy. My wife loves candy corn, but I, what? I, candy corn and the orange circus peanuts, I think, are the two worst Halloween candies. Oh, jeez. If, if we're ranking, I can't handle the candy corn thing. I'm sorry. Maybe we can do a candy ranking we as could. we get a little bit closer. Maybe for our special Halloween episode. Sure, I like it. See, look where we're going here, folks. Innovation at its finest. But yeah, like you said, when you're when you're a kid, and you're just like, what people are. Who's who's giving out candy? Like we're going over to Mamaw's house for candy. Oh, wait, every house is giving out candy. <laughs> what? Like everyone we know is just giving away candy. Yep. It's. it's I mean, it and then the next thing you know, your parents are yelling, "Stop running across the street! Wait for me! I got to catch up with you! Hold on!" And you're just jetting. You're going as far as you can, as and, fast as you can. And then the best thing is when you get home, and then you just pour out all your candy, and and then you start sorting. You know, th- you know, you pick out the things you want to eat now, the things you're going to save for later, the trash orange circus peanuts that go in the in the, <laughs> yeah. the in the trash can. So I separated mine into chocolate related, mm-hmm. sweet related, and sour. So I had three different piles. Nice, yeah, very wise. Yeah. Was it? I don't know. I was just really <laughs> excited about the candy. You know, it gives me something to do. Uh, I don't but- know. Yeah, so we'll stay tuned for our our Halloween special coming up. Maybe we just made that up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we may <laughs> we have or may no not clue do what that. we're doing with that, but we'll see. I can't we'll wait see. to see you in costume on the show. Todd. It's gonna be great. <laughs> in, in other news, uh, just kind of hard to transition to this talk, being silly and talking about Halloween. Uh, but I'm sure everyone has heard the news that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away after fighting with her fight with cancer for a long time. Just, just very sad. Um, just she, she. I think she was an inspiration to a lot of people, uh, especially to a lot of women. There's no doubt for the, for the last what twenty seven some years. I think that yeah. she, that she's been there. Um, just the reactions from people on social media. You you know that a lot of people were just devastated by this news. 
and, and not just because of the political fallout and the reaction, which we'll talk about, but just the fact she has done so much for women, for women's rights, for equality. And I mean, she, she really, she became like a, a, a pop culture icon. I mean, the, there were Saturday night live skits uh, about her in recent years. I mean, the she, notorious RBG. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what other Supreme court justice, you know, if you're a Supreme court justice, you don't necessarily want the nickname notorious, but for her, it actually was kind of cool, you know, cause she's this, she's this tiny lady, little bitty lady, that really tiny. Uh, but I always thought it was interesting because, you know, one of her best friends on the court was somebody that she was vehemently against in most court cases, but yet was one of her best friends. So it just goes to show you, you can get along with people that aren't, you know, of your belief system. You don't have to yell at everybody all the time. Yes. And I always thought that was an interesting case because she couldn't been more opposed to the other side. You know what I mean? So I always thought that was really cool that you can put things aside like that and, and move forward and of course everything she did for for women's rights but just you know anytime a supreme court justice dies it it takes a toll on the country i mean it's hard to deal with you know and she's been fighting this for a long time you know i think we've seen the headlines over the last three or four years she's been in and out of the hospital multiple times i think everybody could kind of see the writing on the wall at some point i mean you kind of see see where things are going here that it's not going well but Man, I tell you, to have it happen now, and you talk about political fallout, this close to an election, you know, a month and a half before people cast their ballot for an election, it's crazy. As if this year couldn't get any crazier. And this election couldn't get any crazier. It just did. It's really unbelievable. I don't know what else you could throw into, you know, this election cycle to make it more chaotic. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, this is just 2020. I mean, it just, just when you think things can't get any worse or anything else bad could happen, then, then something like this happens. And now we are in a situation where we are, I don't know how many days, what, 50 days, 60 I think days? it's like 45 days. 45 days from mm-hmm. the election. And, and now the big controversy is whether or not to have her replacement on the court appointed before the election or not and I, I would i'm sure i'm sure these arguments will go really swell <laughs> as well i'm sure everybody will have reasonable debate on this and we'll all talk in a normal tone of voice and everybody will get along absolutely it will yeah what could be what uh, could go wrong it, 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 as as proof of that I, I would like to read you a quote from mitch mcconnell that honestly no, it, no. it was inspiring to me brandon <laughs> oh, it, no. it it gave me hope that maybe maybe mitch has turned a corner to his you know, it's us, it's Republicans against the world mentality and okay. his partisanship. So, so I want to read this quote to okay. you from, from Mitch McConnell. Okay. The American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme Court justice. Therefore, this vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. Wow. Mitch is bringing people together. He's saying people should have a voice Let's hold off until after the election is over so that we know who the president is. The only problem is he said that in 2016, Brandon. Oh. That was that was what he said in 2016 when Barack Obama was president. Mm-hmm. That cuts a little deep there, doesn't it? Hmm. Okay. My, how things have changed in four years. <laughs> because if you remember in 2016, Justice uh, Scalia passed away. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe February, much earlier in the election year than where we are now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Senator McConnell said, 
we are going to wait until after the election because the people should have a voice on who the next Supreme Court justice is. Now, fast forward four years later, and he has pretty much said that there will be a hearing on the Senate floor to appoint a new Supreme Court justice before the election. And I have a feeling that he will do it. I mean, I don't think there's... I mean, the guy has nicknames like Moscow Mitch, Cocaine Mitch. First of all, anybody with those uh, nickname of Moscow and Cocaine, I'm immediately afraid of a little bit, even though he d- looks very unassuming. So when he says something... Probably think he's going to do it. I don't think he's bluffing. I think he's legitimately going to do it. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's just saying that? I'm sure he's going to try to. I have no doubt. I don't think he would put that out there unless he was like, no, we're totally doing this and everybody just get on board with it. I really think it's going to happen. I really do. Now, to play devil's advocate, Tyler, because uh, I like to play devil's advocate on this show. I know you do. Um, He later clarified that, because I do remember that. And first of all, let me say... The argument that a spot shouldn't be filled till after election, I remember telling some of my family in 2016, I was like, this is stupid. Why are we doing that? You know, you're supposed to nominate people and vote on them. Put them up for a vote. If you don't have the votes, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine if they don't get voted in. But at least put them up for a vote, regardless of who's president, because when somebody's in power that you don't like and they did something like that, you're going to feel different. I always say that. I always think about what it's going to be like when your party's not in power, when you're deciding on if something's a good idea or not. I didn't like it when it happened. I thought it was completely ridiculous. But I will say, he did clarify by saying that if, you know, the Senate is the one that's going to bring this to, you know, to a vote. What he was saying was if the president is one party and the Senate leader is from another party, then we wait. In this case, you have a president and Senate leader that are in the same party. I'm just saying that's what he said. I'm not, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you that you know, he's saying, well, if the Senate's bringing it to a vote and it's opposite of the president, whether that's good or not, um, I will leave it up to you. What yeah, you, yeah, what? I love that he's now clarified all these because, of course, he's now clarifying all this. Well, he better. I mean, that, <laughs> he has to clarify. He has no choice. He's got to clarify. You and, know? And, it, and it's exactly what you just said. This, this is what makes me want to bang my head against the wall about politicians is that it is a... We want to win. It's not about what is best for the people. It's we want to beat the other side. Mm -hmm. We want to get our person in, regardless of whether it's consistent or follows the rules or whatever. We just want to win. It's at at all costs. And it's... I'm at a loss for words, honestly, at the hypocrisy of Mitch McConnell to say the American people deserve the opportunity to have a say, and then four years later, spin it the complete opposite way. Tyler, you're going to sit there and tell me that politicians are hypocrites. You get the hell out of here right now. You get out of here right now. I don't believe it. Never seen it before. We'll never see it again beyond this point. No, D- Democrats would do the same thing. They would do the exact same thing. On a, it, on a multitude of issues. It drives me crazy. I hate it. It's It's like... Yes, I agree. Uh, who was who the country singer who had that song, uh, Nobody Wins? We Both Lose. Yes. Da, da. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you let me look that up? Heart's been broken, broken. love's been broken. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's, how this, that's how this is. Nobody wins. Like, it's all about Republicans want to win, Democrats want to win, but in the end, 
Nobody wins. We all lose. Heart's been broken. And I don't want to go down this road no more. Because we've all played this game before. You're, you're trying to find the song. Do we know who sings that song? I'm really... Nobody t- wins. Radney Foster? Yes, Radney Foster. That's who I was trying to think. I tell you what, if Radney Foster had a greatest hits collection, it would just be remixes of Nobody Wins. As as it should be. <laughs> Radney Foster was before... He was before his time on this. I, I think when he sang that song, he was actually talking about uh, Republicans and Democrats. How... Well, Everything is about win, win, win for us. Get our person in. Get more power for our president. I mean, every single president has more power than the last one. Donald Trump is the most powerful president we've ever had. Just like before him, Barack Mm -hmm. Obama was the most powerful president. George W. Bush before him. Because everybody wants to get power for their person. But then, like you just said, when it's the other party in power... They they don't want it. They're trying to take it away. It's just it just makes me so angry. I mean, it's so frustrating, and I feel like there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. There, it's sad, but it goes back to every issue. It depends on who's in power at the time to what people believe. That's the way it is. I mean, you look at the 1990s into the 2000s. Democrats were pushing for immigration and border enforcement. Well, now you can't even say those words, right? Um, you know, Donald Trump wants to pull troops out of certain parts of the world, which was a Democrat position for a long time. Very anti-war. But now it's not a good thing because we're creating power vacuums for other people to go. So what does it matter? Right? This is going to keep going on. It's not going to stop, and there's nothing we can do. Long story short, we're going to have a vote on this uh, court decision. Somebody's going to get nominated. They're going to vote. I don't think Mitch would have put that out within 24 hours of her dying. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? I, I'm glad that that's his first response, too. Very, very considerate there, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, it was. I was like, wow, that's, he's not even trying to hide it. I mean, it's. I think by doing that, he's pretty much instigated, or not instigated, but said that every day counts here, and we're on a clock, and we're going. We're not going to wait three or four days or five days or a week. We're going now. Crazy, but that I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's just it's so disappointing, and the only way the, that it changes is if some of the other senators stand up and say we're not doing this right now. And I think that very well may happen. And if this does get passed, I mean, we have seen protests and everything that's been going on. There, there are going to be riots in the street again. Again, if, did if, it stop? If <laughs> if this happens, I mean. Good lord, man! What 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 are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. Can it's, we can we just get rid of everybody in Congress, Republicans, and and just start over? Can we just start from scratch? Yeah. I'm sick of everybody in Washington. I'm sure everybody in Washington will vote for that immediately. I'm sure they will. <laughs> it, That'll be the next thing on their list. <laughs> Supreme Court justice, uh, term limits. Eh, we'll we'll kick that down the road later. But so. anyway, so it is what I mean. What what can you do about it at this point? You can show up and vote. Vote for whoever you want. If you agree with Mitch, great. If you don't, that's fine too. But go vote. We all have a big vote coming up in November. Well, I'll tell you what I think will happen. If if Biden wins, I think I th- I think you'll see Democrats attempt to add more justices to the Supreme Court. Because there's going if if Trump gets a nominee in, they're gonna have a six three conservative majority on that court. Well that that's I, what I, you I, think. That's what you think. Yes. Now, when you say cons- it might not be conservative, it could be a moderate. We don't know. 
He hasn't nominated anyone. But let's say worst case, not worst case, but let's say, let's play that scenario. Well, right now it's that they have a 5-3 conservative lean. Right. And you would imagine whoever Trump appoints is going to be pretty conservative. And it's going to be 6-3. Could be. It could be. Or it could be 5-4. Or 5-3 and 1. Yeah. One moderate. Yeah, if Trump's shown anything, it's that he's a moderate. So I'm sure I'm sure he'll put somebody yeah, moderate abso- in. Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. The packing the court thing, again, I think it's a terrible idea because when somebody else gets in power, they're going to pack it again. The exactly. next thing you know, we're, we're going to have 37 <laughs> Supreme Court justices in a few years. Yeah, I think just in general, it's a really it sets a bad precedent for things because it will never stop. Somebody can say, I'm going to pack it with 35 more judges while I'm here. <laughs> My entire four years, I'm not going to accomplish anything else. We are going to have 35 new justices appointed. Every month that I'm in office, I want somebody new appointed, and that's it. And then the next time, somebody wants 36, so they can overrule the 35. It's, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's depressing. Can we just get to 2021, please? Can we get this year over with? I think so. I'm done with We're going to do it with football and college basketball. So, I mean, that's that's something. Absolutely. All right. Well, I uh, think that's about all we've got for segment two. We're well, going to come back. Well, no, Tyler. Oh, whoa, whoa. Not so fast. <laughs> oh, pull, pulling a Lee Corso here on me. That's right. I'm pulling a Lee Corso, Tyler. I had something I wanted to talk about since we were talking about. Uh, this isn't necessarily politics, but um, I don't know. If you saw this, well, I've talked a lot about Fayette County Schools. Oh, boy. I think I know Not, where this uh, is going. You know, they sent out the survey. Manny Cock, option D Cock, sent out the survey with option A, B, and C. Everybody filled it out. He said, screw that. We're going option D. Hence the name Manny, option D Cock. This is the superintendent of the Fayette County School System, for, for anybody who may not know. Yes, superintendent. If you've not listened to us previously. And that's a shame if you haven't. But <laughs> Fayette County Superintendent... He had the cojones, Tyler. I got to give him credit. He sent out the first survey. Tens of thousands of people responded, and he said, "Not, nah, not doing it. Thanks for uh, submitting your survey." He has the gall to send out another survey on what we want to do with school. Is this the Twilight Zone, man? <laughs> when I saw that, I said, "You." So, so uh, let's 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 kind of let's back take a step back. All right. So, for anybody who may not have heard. An email was sent this week from the superintendent's office to parents, faculty, everybody associated or who, who is a stakeholder in Fayette County Schools, basically asking, correct me if I'm wrong, for their opinions, wanting people's opinions on kind of what the next phase or step should look like. Is that right? Very similar to the first survey they sent out asking what people thought that they didn't listen to. <laughs> yes, Tyler. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. Do you, do you, do you have... You have any thoughts on on the email? That have you respond? Are you going to cast your vote for? Why why do it? Why do it? He doesn't listen. How many? I mean, we had tens of thousands of surveys last time. When I got it, I said, "You've got to be friggin' kidding me! This isn't <laughs> worth the email." I feel bad that they used bandwidth to send those emails out. What a joke, Manny! You've lost all credit, buddy. I told you. I, you know, before this all started, I couldn't have told you who Manny Cock was, what Manny Cock looked like. If he was standing in the room with us, I couldn't have told you who he is. Well, I sure as heck know now, because he screwed me over. I've now turned into a part-time teacher for four hours in the evening. My kids are crying because they can't do their work. The internet sucks. The Zoom sucks. Everything sucks. And it's all because of the decision that he made to not listen to the parents that wanted to send their students to school. That's it. 
I must be missing the boat here, Ty. I went to Target today. I went shopping. I've been to the doctor's office, you know, the last week. I went out to eat food. I've done all these things where people gather, but somehow there's this whole thing about going to school where it's like we can't do that. I can do literally everything in the world right now that I want to do, except the school building's not open. Why? Everything else is open. The doctors are running. The nurses are running. The people that are bagging your groceries are going. The people at the car wash are working. The guy that rolls my burrito at Chipotle is working. <laughs> every sector of the economy and every, every building that should be open is open, except for that one. Please help me, Tyler. Help me help you. <laughs> what is that, Tom Cruise? Yeah. Help me. Jerry Maguire. How, how is it possible? Please tell me. Because I get infuriated and I kind of lose it a little bit. So maybe you can kind of calm me down and bring me back on course here. How is that possible that everybody is doing it except for the superintendent saying, okay, we're going to open our building? Well, I, well, one, I, I would say that it, you know it's not just Fayette County. The majority of counties in the state of Kentucky are still I live in Fayette down. County, Kentucky. <laughs> I live in Fayette County. I'm dealing with Manny Cock here. Tell me. I want to know. I want to know. Because at first they, they you know, they said, well, if we can get the infection rate under four or three, okay, good. Well, once we started meeting that, well, now it's um, how many people per 100,000 that live in your county. Well, geez, Louise, how about we just say, you know, we can't have more than two people get sick on the same day and they have to be different gender and they can't be within 10 years age of each other. It's going to get down to all these goalpost moving tactics to the point we're never going to get back to school. Yeah, I, I will say if, if that's the expectation, what they just sent out, we, we will never go back to school in Fayette County, mainly because we have a major college campus in our county that is being factored into the infection rate. So as long as there are students at UK, we are going to have a higher percentage of cases than pretty much any other county, say maybe outside of Jefferson County, where the University of Louisville is, there, there's no way we're going to get the numbers down. Once the levels. COVID thing goes, are we going to do this during flu season again? Are we going to start doing this for flu every year? Where we have, If we have a certain percent of, of students, then we have to stay home for two weeks? I mean, when does it stop, man? What are the rules? It, it just really ticks me off that he sent out another survey like we give a rat's behind about that survey. <laughs> If it was written out on paper, I would take it and wipe my behind with it. It's a piece of junk. I'm embarrassed that he sent it out. Um, hopefully somebody in his office did it and he didn't come up with the idea because it's dumb. you got a lot of credibility to make up for. I'm about burnout on teaching, and I've never researched homeschooling so much in my life. I just can't do it, man. I I'm done with it. I, I wanted to get that out of my system. I just thought it was ridiculous that he sent out another survey similar to the first one. I feel better now. Thank you for allowing me to speak on that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you. I could help get let you get that out. I'm sorry for trying to cut the segment short there. I had no idea you had so much to say on that. But it, it seems like, you know, I, I like the fact that you said you had no idea who he was beforehand, and, and now you know him very well. It, he He's kind of like the, uh, you know, the long snapper on a football team. <laughs> Like nobody ever knows who the long snapper is, yeah. Until they make a bad snap to the kicker for the game-winning kick, then everybody knows who the long snapper is. Well, this was a bad snap. Maybe we could call him Manny the Long Snapper. Call <laughs> the long. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Though. I like that. Call him Long Snapper. Next yeah. time I see him, I'm not going to address him as Manny. I'll say, "Hey, Long Snapper." <laughs> 
you know, probably get security on us or something. But uh, we'll see. No. Yeah. You, you know, it's got to the point, Tyler, where I even considered running for Fayette County School Board. You should. Do you want to go ahead and announce your candidacy right here, right now? No, because I'm not sure I could get anything okay. done for the community because I'm sure I'm, uh, if Manny ever goes back and listens to episodes of this, if I'm on the board, that nothing <laughs> good will happen for uh, my community. Okay, well, if if you ever decide to, I, I, it's got to be on this show. Somebody needs to get on the board that knows what it's like to be working parents that don't have time to be part-time school teachers and want their kids in school. That's all I'll say. Fair enough. Anything else? Are, are we are we good to go to, to wrap this segment up? You got anything else? No, I'm good now. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be right back. <laughs> segment three. We're going to talk about Commissioner Tackett's comments on cheerleaders. Oh, boy. And then we're going to just uh, talk about some things that you and I have changed our opinion on. We asked our listeners about this with the Big Ten deciding that they're going to play football and changing their <laughs> minds. So we're going to talk about things that you and I have changed our opinions on. Should be a fun segment. We'll come back and wrap it up right after this. Welcome back to the third and final segment of episode 23, Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. If you live in the state of Kentucky, odds are your hometown is playing high school football in the past couple weeks. It's exciting. Uh, we, uh, we just finished up the second week of the high school football season. And the commissioner of the Kentucky High School Athletics Association found himself in some hot water this week with a controversial comment. Did you see <laughs> Commissioner Julian Tackett's comment, Brandon? I did, Tyler. Do you have it... Um readily available yeah i'm gonna pull it up just i I don't want to make i want to make sure none of this is taken out of context so i'll read the full quote to you okay let's hear it uh from julian tackett uh so they were talking about um high school football games this fall and and limiting the number of people who can attend the games okay so that's in the context of what was being discussed Mm -hmm. so commissioner tackett said here's his quote the other issue quite frankly we have we have a discussion later on about sideline cheer and they are fantastic at events. They do add some enthusiasm. And as most of you know, that I married into Trillion years ago and as a spouse of a former president of their association, if you don't think I don't hear feedback, at the same time, what I'm going to say is not going to be popular with that group. But And here's, here's the big part. Okay. But cheerleaders are not essential at a football game. They're nice, but not essential. They'll be essential when they have their season. That's their essential time. And sometimes people don't want to hear that. Oh, boy. (laughs) Commissioner Tackett seems to be suffering uh, from the same disease that Matt Bevan and Rick Pitino have had in our state, which is the foot-in-mouth disease. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Jeez, I mean... What did you think when when you first heard that quote? I mean, it's... Cheerleaders not being essential. It's tough. Now, if it depends on how you mean it. Because if you're saying they're not essential to the functioning of a football game, well, yeah, that that is true because the players can play if there's no crowd or, or anybody there, for that matter. They can play. They can play that game. But I think it adds part of the atmosphere. It's part of the the high school experience. You know, when I think back in high school, it was, it was cool that the cheerleaders did the cheers. You got into it. Um, 
I think it adds to the overall sounds that you hear at the games. You know, when I think of high school football, I think of the cheerleaders on the sidelines and their chants. Oh, yeah. And, and you hear the helmets hitting. You hear the whistles blowing and the parents yelling that their kids need to play some more. <laughs> Why isn't my kid getting more playing time? And you have that all mixed in with the cheerleaders. It's all part of the experience of a high school football game. So to take that out, it just, I don't know. It would make it seem kind of dull. Now, as far as them being essential... Boy, that's a tough one because is he, is he saying that they're they're not a sport? I don't think he's saying that cheerleading is not a sport. I don't think so either. I don't think that's why. Maybe if how a lot of people took it, I don't think he meant that. And that's a whole other discussion right there. That I'm sure we could get into, but yeah, I mean they're athletic. They have their own competitions that they prep for pretty much all year long, mm-hmm. um, and you know having them as part of the game. I get what he's saying. But immediately, people are going to take that and say, well, he's saying that cheerleading is not a real thing and that we're just fluff and we don't count. To me, I don't think that's what he's saying. So are you okay with what he said? Jeez, way to put me on the spot, Tyler. (laughs) Why'd you have to go there, man? Well, I'm just saying. I'm saying if if his concern is the essential functioning of two football teams playing at each other, then that makes sense. It depends on what his goal is. Is his goal just to make sure that two teams play each other with the minimum amount of people there to make it happen? Or is he trying to, you know, take away from the experience or recreate the experience with cheerleaders there? I don't know what his end goal is with that. Does that make sense? If his goal is to limit spread of this virus, first of all, you wouldn't have any football anyway. So that argument goes out the door. This is like selectively picking and choosing which people are going to get sick and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? This reminds me of, you know, certain governors in certain states that rhyme with Flintucky, um, <laughs> you know, that say, it's okay for you to protest in masses of thousands, but you can't gather 10 people for a barbecue in your backyard. That's what it's kind of akin to to me. It's picking and choosing what you want to happen. They want high school football to be played. The schools need that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're picking and choosing what they want. That drives me crazy. But he's doing it. If that's his goal, then I get what he's saying. I think it was taken the wrong way. And anytime you bring up the fact that cheerleading may or may not be a sport, which I don't think he did, but if, even if you insinuate it just a little bit, people are going to freak out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, because, you know, people have that debate. You see it often on, on sports websites, whether cheerleading is a sport. Cheerleaders are... If you were to just rank athletic ability, just as a pure athlete on UK's campus, the cheerleaders are by far the most athletic people of any sport. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any. So we, we, we are not saying cheerleaders are not athletic or that cheerleaders are not a sport. I'm not saying that. No, I am but, not either. I'll just go ahead and clear it up right now. I think they are. <laughs> they can do stuff, you know, athletically that I couldn't even fathom in my life. But I think this is one of the dumbest quotes i've ever heard in my life whoa tyler whoa i tried to give him some benefit of the doubt here you're you are throwing down the hammer this is so dumb he's saying cheerleaders (laughs) aren't essential at a football game is a football game essential how how about we make math and reading essential and let kids come to school (gasps) Oh, yes. Maybe those things are essential. Football is not essential. So the, the entire sport itself is not essential. So then add other things to it. Like, 
The whole thing's not essential. The whole sport is not essential. Is it essential for the media to be there? Could they still play the football game without the media there? Yes. There, every player is allowed family members to be there. Could they still play without those essential family members there? Yes. So there are all these other people who are not essential to the game of football that are allowed in. What, what, the, what the heck? This make, this, it, I still don't understand how we can allow football players to come to a school and play football, but we can't let kids in the classroom. Heaven forbid we let them in the door. The only door they can go in is the gym. Exactly. Exactly. They can <laughs> it's go, ridiculous. They can go to the gym or the football field. So the whole thing is not essential. Uh, what makes... Why are we singling out the whole sport? I'll even go... I'll even take it bigger. The Kentucky High School Athletics Association is not essential. His job is not essential. Oh, you are not essential, Julian Tackett. Oh, you geez. are non-essential. I have a drink. I don't want to hear you saying anybody's not essential. Schools are essential for learning. Sports are not essential. Sports are nice. I love sports. We started a podcast to talk about sports. I love sports and think they are very important. But are they essential? No. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Cheerleaders are not essential. You're not essential, Julian Tackett. Oh, jeez. I'm afraid right now. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, it's interesting because in a way, I agree with what you In a way, we are kind of together. Now, you think it was dumb. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're both saying that the whole the whole thing... I mean, if you're just trying to play the football game, then why not just have the two teams play with nobody around? Exactly. Exactly. Right? So why have the parents, the media, or anybody? Why even have vending people there selling mm-hmm. candy and hot dogs and whatever? Why? Why? Because I need the money. Exactly. <laughs> Whenever something doesn't make sense, Tyler, I've learned that there's money involved. If right. something doesn't make sense, there's a back door somewhere or a <laughs> channel some way going this way, that way, every which way, where money shall flow. Money talks. Yes. Somebody should write a song called that. Yeah, I know. It'd be great if there was a song called Money Talks. <laughs> but, yeah, it's tricky, man. I get, again, I think, I get what he's saying, that they're not essential to the functioning of the football game because really all you need are the players, the coaches, and the referees. Sure, yes. That's it. But I get exactly what you're saying because, <laughs> really, is, is that even essential? We're getting these guys just sweating and spitting and, you know, everything else on each other. And somehow we can't open the doors to our schools. And that's the, thank you, guys. I meant to make that point. You have people on the field who are physically tackling each other and sweating on each other and probably bleeding on each other in some cases. But heaven forbid we have cheerleaders who are probably all standing at least six feet apart doing <laughs> their cheers and could, and could wear a mask. What in the how are, how are we how is he saying football can be played but we can't have the cheerleader? This is just the dumbest thing I've ever and, heard. And to be fair, I think is am I correct in saying what I think too is um you you're not saying that we want football canceled, right? You but no. But it goes back to the argument we've had 500 times on this show. Just we're here now. If we can play football, we can do other things. Let other people join. Yeah, let the cheerleaders come cheer. I mean, we're allowing these other sports. Yes, cheerleaders have their competition, but a big part of cheerleading is being at the games. Is, I'm sure that's leading what? cheers. Maybe <laughs> would that be that would be an essential function 
of their sport of is a cheerleader. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And they do stand six feet apart. Yeah. You know what? I actually can't wait for the governor to come out and mandate six feet apart football games where all the players have to be six feet apart. <laughs> they'll, they'll play flag football. <laughs> they'll, they'll have to have flags that are six feet long hanging from the Yeah, they'll legs. be like streamers flowing. They'll be like six foot long streamers flowing that they have to try to grab. I don't know. It, it's starting to get to the point to where I see these things and I just start to laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what what are we doing here? Are, well, are we using any common sense? Exactly. Well, speaking of things to laugh at regarding football, the Big Ten has come full circle after <laughs> trying to get every conference to cancel their season. The Big Ten has changed their course. They've changed their mind saying, yeah, yeah you know what, guys? We, we were just kidding about not playing football. They have now released a eight-game schedule, conference-only schedule for Big Ten teams starting in late October. So the Big Ten is going to have a football season after all, after saying they weren't just a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry. Whenever I hear the name Big Ten, I laugh. <laughs> I, Big Ten. Big Ten what? Yeah, I know. You called it the Big One last time, I think, the, the and the Little one. Nine, right? Yeah. Well, I, I would say it's the Big Ten Four, buddy. I'm over and out <laughs> with you. Get out of here. Ridiculous. What a joke of a conference. It is. It, it, it is almost comical at this point, how, how they have reversed course on this. It is. It's it's unbelievable. And that brought you... I saw... Tyler, you actually made this post on our, our Facebook page. You asked our readers on Facebook, based on the Big Ten's decision to basically do an about-face and change their mind on something, we asked our followers, our readers on Facebook, if there was anything in their life that they had made a sudden about-face on. What did they change their mind on? What's something that they believed in wholeheartedly and then did a 180 on it? I thought it was a really interesting question, I and I hadn't really thought about topic. it myself. Yeah, I, I think it's very interesting, you know, just to, to do some self-reflection and think, you know, what are some things that I used to have strong opinions on, but for some reason or another changed my mind? So we posed this question to our listeners. We had some great answers. I'm going to share a couple of them with you. Oh you yeah, mind, okay, so. yeah. Let's let's do some uh, let's do some listener question or listener responses first, and then maybe we'll share. I can think of one for me. Maybe okay. we'll share one of ours. All right, we'll we'll share a few of ours as well. Okay. So, uh, so question was, um, what is something you once had a strong opinion on, but later changed your mind about? Okay. So Barbara said, "I used to think it was horrible to see parents using leashes." to keep up with their small children. After having a daughter and granddaughter, I think they are an amazing invention. They work for kids and dogs. <laughs> so so, so you, are these, you've seen these things, right? The you know, the kind of like a harness that you put around your kid, basically just like a big leash. Yes. You see, you know, you see them with kids like when you're at the zoo or the park or things, people sometimes have them. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the on the leashes? <sighs> you pro or con? Tyler, let me tell you, I got two wild boys at home and they're young and you they're absolutely nuts. <laughs> You know this. You've seen them. Oh, yeah. They they can get pretty crazy. Yeah, they're nuts. Um, I still... <laughs> I don't want to sound... I, I don't want this to sound bad. I still do a double take when I see kids on leashes. <laughs> because it looks like you're walking a dog. <laughs> it does. I mean, to me, it just looks different. Now, you, Tyler, you may use these for all I know. I've never used them. Okay, I was going to say. So I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying I still do a double take because it looks like you're walking a dog. It, it, and it looks is, weird. And it's your family. It's your your mini-me. It's your it's your kid. Yeah. You know, so to me, I couldn't use them, man. It just looks really strange to me, and I cannot get over it. 
I think they're more mainstream now, but I can't get over it. It still it looks like you're trying to tame a wild animal. <laughs> well, maybe in some ways you you, you kind of are. But you know, in my opinion, you shouldn't let it get to that point. Like my kids, I mean, they're nuts. But if I say get your stuff together, stop acting like a fool, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you have to put your kids on a leash, that that makes me nervous. Now, one application I can see is if you're older. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like a grandparent or something like that, and you got to keep up with a young grandchild, yeah, that as, could be. As Barbara said, she has grandkids. Okay, said so okay, so I could see that because physically, I mean, kids will run around in circles and they'll be gone before you know it. I mean, they they'll take off down the Walmart, you know, shopping aisle, and you won't see them again for half an hour because they'll just run through every aisle in the store. So I get it. I get why people do it. It just still looks strange to me. If we're being honest, and this is an honest show, I will always yes. tell you my honest opinion. It's not going to be filtered. That is what I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it does look weird. And, and I, I would say I, for a long time, was was kind of similar thinking, like, if you can't keep up with your kids, you know, keep them at home. Like, if, if you need a harness. Uh, but, you know, after having kids, man, you can turn your head for a second, and they're out in the middle of the street. Or you know, doing you know, playing, putting, getting ready to put their hand in the stove. Or I mean, they're they're uh, you, it just takes a second, mm-hmm. and then you that see. Is true. I don't remember. Uh, was it? Uh, I don't know. A few years ago, where where a kid like jumped down into the gorilla pit at the With zoo, Cincinnati Zoo, at Cincinnati. Yeah, and the gorilla yeah. picked the kid up. I mean, so so after seeing things like that and mm-hmm. and realizing you can be the greatest parent and just have a blink of an eye lapse where you aren't watching them. And they can just get into anything. You only have to make one mistake. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and especially, really seeing that video of the kid in the gorilla pit, that really opened my eyes on how quickly a kid can get away from you. Coincidentally, so, the gorilla was taking really good care of the kid. It was very defensive of it. So, <laughs> it was. Gorilla didn't need a leash. It just used its you know. Would you power. have jumped down in the gorilla pit if that was your kid? Um. If I wanted the kid and myself to live, no. Because <laughs> because then if you jump down in the pit, the gorilla's going to get very angry and defensive and will probably sling the kid against a wall, killing him, and then will sure as heck come beat the heck out of me. So that is a lose-lose all the way around. True. I think that's the wor- that's the worst thing that could have happened. <laughs> Even though your first instinct may be to go exactly. in there and, yeah, and, you're to go after and battle the gorilla, get over yourself. You'll get your butt kicked, <laughs> and the kid will get slung around in the process, and it'll cause chaos. You can't do it, even yeah. though you want to. You know, yeah. So, so for the, for that reason alone, uh, I'm okay with the leashes. Like I said, I've never done it. Probably never will. But I, I look at them a little differently. I won't. That. I won't look at you funny, Tyler. If you do it, I just, I, I just haven't gotten over you yet. <laughs> Maybe it's a problem with me, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not perfect. No, none of us are. Yep. All right. The other comment I wanted to share. This is from Bobby, and he has a change of opinion regarding mayonnaise. H- have you ever had strong opinions about mayonnaise? No, I just know that it, sometimes when I order a burger, it comes on the burger, and I get it. Yeah. So that's fine. All right. Well, Bobby says, I was a Miracle Whip guy from day one. He would eat Miracle Whip sandwiches throughout his 20s and most of his 30s. Just Miracle Whip and bread. Whoa. Literally. Oh, wow. Just Miracle Whip and bread. Okay. He called them mayonnaise sandwiches. I mean, that's something. <laughs> and then he said, one day I just switched to actual mayo. The only time I want Miracle Whip now is like once a year if we cook a ham and have lots of leftovers and I want something a bit more sweet and tangy on my ham sandwich. 
That's interesting. Now, it makes you wonder, why didn't you start out with mayonnaise? And then, you know, how do you start with Miracle Whip first? If I could ask Bobby a question, it would be, how did you start there? Maybe that's all that they had at his house. When did Miracle Whip come out? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. What I, is Miracle Whip? It is... What's it made out of? <laughs> I don't want... I do, don't, I, do I want to know? Do we, I even want to ask that? That might be an even more interesting question to pose to our audience. <laughs> what is Miracle Whip? And just see what people say. I really yeah. don't know. It looks like mayo, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all I know about it. I I don't have any problem with the mayonnaise sandwiches thing. Because I've heard of a lot of people doing that. So I actually don't think that's unusual. I've just I've heard a lot of people do that before have you ever eaten a mayonnaise sandwich no never i haven't either it, it sounds really disgusting does it really i mean i mean it's I, just bread and mayo i mean I, I can handle a little bit of mayo but just having a whole sandwich of it just it I makes you wonder is the mayonnaise like really thick like are you putting layers of mayonnaise on or are you doing like a thin layer like you would if you were making a ham and cheese and mayo sandwich just putting the same amount or, that yeah you normally do, you, would? do you put extra if it's just a mayo sandwich I don't know. I feel like we need to have Bobby on the show and find out more about these mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah, I think it would be very insightful. You know, I, I would like to know more about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, but we had some other great opinions on our Facebook page. Um, if you haven't been on our Facebook page, make sure you check us out, Lex Buds and Pick and Roll. You can see some of the other comments we got, and they were all very interesting. Tyler, I've got to ask you just on a personal level, did you have anything? I'm kind of putting you on the spot, so I don't know if you've thought about this. But do you have anything, like if you could think right now, something that you were very adamant about or very passionate about that now you're just like totally the opposite? Um, well, one that comes to mind is this thing sitting right here in front of me, which is my cell phone. I thought cell phones were the stupidest invention of all time when they first came <laughs> really? out. I wanted nothing to do with cell phones. Because in my mind, I'm like, you know, I have a phone at home with an answering machine. (laughs) So if someone needs to get a hold of me, they can just leave a message and I'll get back to them when I get home. I wouldn't, in fact, I hated the idea of someone being able to get a hold of me whenever they wanted to. Like, no, I want my freedom. (laughs) So this was a freedom argument. It was a freedom thing. Back before the whole mask mandate thing, your freedom (laughs) argument was you're not going to force me to have a cell phone. Yes. That is so funny, Tyler. And and I don't know if, I'm sure you remember, because I hated cell phones, I I was not going to spend money on a nice one. Yeah. So my cell phone in college, (laughs) mind you, you know, when other kids had their, well, there weren't even, I don't know if you could call them fancy cell phones, but, you know, everybody had... Blackberries and stuff like yeah, that. Er, yeah, this is kind of the age of when the Blackberries were coming along. <laughs> okay, my cell phone was probably about, I don't know, about this long. I mean, it was, it was probably a foot long. <laughs> like a Zach Moore. <laughs> it was. And then it had the little antenna at the top. Back, back when cell phones used to have antennas. So when you, when you really needed to get that little extra boost of service, you pull the antenna up <laughs> a little farther. That's how you showed strength. It's like, <laughs> you know, animals out in the wild, they inflate or get bigger to show strength. <laughs> when you want to show strength, how you took your antenna. That's right. I, I was like that uh, dinosaur on Jurassic Park, you know, yes. that shoots the stuff out. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, that, that was me with my cell phone. Uh, but it actually got to the point... Um, because I also refused to pay for a cell phone plan. So I would buy the little prepaid singular cards with the prepaid minutes on them and add them to my phone. 
and I used it so little that my phone deactivated itself. I don't know how that happens, <laughs> but it somehow deactivated itself, and it wouldn't function anymore. So I took it to the Singular store. This is even showing how uh, how much cell phones have changed when Singular had stores. And they're like, dude, we <laughs> we don't know what to do with this. Like, Tyler, but- I'll never forget that. <laughs> They 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 felt so so sorry for me that they had this box behind the counter of just old cell phones. <laughs> you know, remember the Nokia ones that had like the snake game on it? Yes. They had a whole box full of those and other phones. They're like, here, dude, just take this one. Like, <laughs> yes, they were. Your phone was so old and antiquated, Tyler, that they didn't know how to fix it. They didn't it, know how to fix so it, so they just gave you another one <laughs> just out of pity. Me. Yes. Oh my! Just gave me a new one. Goodness gracious. <laughs> that is so funny, man. And now I don't go anywhere with like, you know, it's, it's kind of like you know, you do your thing before you leave your house. Phone, wallet, keys. Phone, wallet. And if uh, heaven forbid you reach for the phone pocket and it's empty, you're like, oh, oh my god, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Uh, Honey, can you call my phone? I can't find. <laughs> like, can't go anywhere without my phone now. It, a, it is it is amazing how much my opinion on on phones have changed. It is unbelievable. Um, how about you? What do you what do you got? Probably my biggest one uh, has, doesn't really have anything to do with a product. It's more of a, a life philosophical choice. Oh, okay. We're getting I philosophical. Used to, I used to live and breathe cable news. I would eat it up with a spoon. I actually enjoyed watching the shows that made my blood pressure go up more than anything. I would like to watch shows that made me angry. Okay? that's You, pretty, you enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I loved watching people that ticked me off. <laughs> and I used to live and breathe... With the fact that, well, if my person's not in office, then my life is miserable. I'm going to spend my life in misery because this person's not in office that I wanted. And one day I had this epiphany, and I was like, what am I doing? This was during the 2012 election cycle when Mitt Romney was running. Okay. And I saw something where they were like, you know, Mitt Romney's a racist or, you know, what? Who? everybody's one now, I guess. But, you know, I was like, well, wait a minute. They're saying Mitt, Mitt Romney? Like, Mitt, Mitt Romney is a mean guy? And I was like, wait a minute. This is getting a little ridiculous. So Mitt Romney is responsible for me taking a look back and saying, this is ridiculous. I still haven't watched cable news since. I'll watch a debate if they're on there, but I won't watch the coverage afterwards or before. I don't watch any of it. And if my person's not in political office that I voted for, instead of you know wallowing in my sorrows and crying myself to sleep, I just move on with my life. <laughs> just go about your day. Yeah, I just go about my life. The way I started thinking about it was, you know what? I don't care who's in office. I'm going to vote. But just tell me what the rules are, and I will adjust accordingly, and I'll still win. You know what I mean? It was like one of those, I'm going to take accountability. If I spend half of my life upset, because half the time your person's not going to win true right if i spend half of my life on this planet earth upset about who's in office what am i doing i got a lot of other stuff to do man i got kids at home we got this (laughs) podcast now you know i've got a peloton bike sitting across the room that i know i need to get on really but you know there's like other things that i need to do with my life instead of being so upset all the time i just don't have time for it and i don't fool with it anymore and people that know me know that that's a pretty big change because there were some people that I used to love to rile up and have political debates with. And now <laughs> I just don't even care. I just like to hear people's opinions, which is one of the big reasons we started this show, was to just hear people's opinions, not on politics necessarily, 
But just if they had a differing opinion on UK sports or what's going on in the world, I don't care. I don't care what it is. Just tell me, and I'll absorb it, and that's fine. That's the beauty of this show. You can say anything. You know, comment on anything on our Facebook post. Try to be nice, you know. I have feelings. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. Yeah, but I don't care what it is. I just like to hear people's stories. There's so many interesting stories in the world from all kinds of people all over the earth, and I want to hear them. And it all started from the 2012 presidential election when I realized that the news was making me try to think that Mitt Romney was this mean guy. He's probably one of the nicest people on the planet Earth. <laughs> Isn't he? I mean... He's, he doesn't do anything. He's like the most vanilla guy ever. Right. Super religious guy. And I was like, how is he mean? <laughs> I don't understand. So it made me realize that no matter what they're going to make, everybody try to seem as bad as possible if it's not their candidate. And after that point, I just got over it. I was like, I'm done. I, I find it so interesting that you, you enjoyed getting angry. And, and I feel like a, a lot of people, clearly a lot of people do. I mean... People who only watch Fox News or only watch MSNBC, that only hear one side of it, they're you know, they're, those people are they're they're trying to make you angry, and clearly people enjoy it because they keep watching. I personally, I I'm with you. I don't watch cable news either, other than if it's a breaking story or, or a debate or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I you know, I find it interesting <clears throat> that people get so angry at something and yet continue to watch it. Uh, like you said, your your blood pressure will go. Remind me of that office episode uh, where Dwight Schrute said that he can raise and lower his blood pressure at any time. <laughs> yes. And Jim says, why would you want to raise your blood pressure? So I can lower it. So it makes sense to me. <laughs> it makes sense to me. You know, it's I'm just I'm really glad I changed my mindset on that because I'm a lot calmer. Um I not I was gonna say I don't care as much. I care, I just it doesn't move me emotionally one way or another. I just absorb the information and move on. Yeah. And just just live your life. Be happy. Yeah, but I can tell you, I used to listen to radio programming. It was TV programming. Everything that could make my blood pressure go up, I would watch it, Colin. <laughs> I lived for it, man. I absolutely loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. It's crazy. Cause, cause, I mean, you and me, we, I feel like we're two pretty easygoing guys. Yeah. If you can't get along with us, then you're probably not getting along with too many people. Yeah, we're pretty, I mean, yeah, I agree, Tyler. That's good. That's why we get along on the show. Exactly. Do we? Do you, me and you ever argue, speaking of that? Do we argue about anything? Hmm. I mean, we argue, but do do we get upset about it? No. No, I don't care what you say on the show. No, me either. That's why we do it. We can say anything. <laughs> exactly. Respectfully, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, we can say anything. We can share our opinions, and, and I, I don't care. After the show, I'm me and Tyler probably have another bourbon, and we'll move on with our lives. Exactly. I encourage it. Maybe bourbon is the solution for all this stuff. It would promote Kentucky business, and we can get everybody in the world just to have a glass of bourbon, and everything would be okay. Amen, brother. Yeah. And speaking of, both of our glasses are looking a little empty here. They are. So I think it's about time we wrap this up so we can Absolutely. Let's go do for it. another I think glass. This is, I think this has been a fun episode. We've covered a lot. Sports, news. Uh, you know, comments from our listeners and followers. It's been a blast. I always enjoy uh, recording on these, and we can't wait to share our uh, football wrap-up with you after the game Saturday. It's going to be exciting. Who you got, Tyler? Final uh, final uh, prediction before we call it a day. I'm really, I'm really torn. I think Auburn wins. Oh, get out of here, man. I'm, I'm taking <laughs> – okay, I'm, I'm going to take Kentucky in this one. I, I have no idea what to expect. Nobody does, but I'm going with Kentucky on this one. Can't wait. Auburn wins, but Kentucky covers. Oh, jeez. What a... (laughs) 
Fucking what a crock. Anyway, it's been a fun show. We'll catch you after the UK Auburn game to give you our thoughts and breakdown on it. Make sure you follow us on our website, LexBuds.com, and on Twitter at LexBuds. Search us on Facebook, LexBuds and Pick and Roll, and we will see you on the next episode. Stay Stay classy, classy, Kentucky. Kentucky.